Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Islanders country, hello, this is the Eyes on Isles podcast, powered by the Fansided Sports Network. I am your host, Joe Bono. Follow me at Isles Fix for your only Monday through Friday Islanders newsletter. And I'm joined again by my recurring full-time guest, Mr. Andy Francis, who looks tan, no stress, relaxed (laughs) in 65, 70-degree Tampa, Florida. How are you, Andy? I'm doing all right. I like that part-time, full-time, works 30% of the time, all the time. It's kind of one of those situations. <laughs> what movie was that? Was that like a Ron Burgundy thing? Maybe Anchorman 2, which I have not seen. I, I could be I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure it, it was a Ron Burgundy thing. However, I am doing – I'd say I'm doing pretty well 60% of the time. So mm-hmm. not quite up to his level just yet. But no, everything's fine here. Everything's good. We aren't at the true jealousy stage yet where, On the weather? you know, like I still saw, yeah, it's 55 in New mm-hmm. York, 58. I have a theory called global shifting where the whole calendar just shifted like 26 days to the right. And it truly doesn't get cold till like mid-January. And then it goes all the way through the end of March. So it's not that bad. It's not bad enough in New York yet where you actually see me on a day-to-day basis and I'll have that true smirk on. But after the holidays, because I'll be there for Christmas and everything, that's when it will kick in. Yeah, and you'll be posting videos and I'm sure it'll be tilted in a direction to where there's always a palm tree. Uh, no, within. no, that's just the chalk thing for people to do. And I refuse to be lumped in with okay. the I'm on vacationers. Now look how good my life is. Because if you think in that way, your life clearly isn't much better. You're going to you you show us how much better your life is, but just without palm trees. You can think I'm going to show you that shot of the, the toes by the pool. That was not me. Never me. <laughs> the Corona. Maybe. Yeah. The lime on. in there. Absolutely not. I understand <laughs> what it was like. And, you know. It's uh, it is what it is. Just anytime somebody who lives in a warm weather climate does something like that, just know that September, October, those months where you get true glory, any any type of 
clothing weather in New York that the people in Florida are just absolutely destroyed. It's the hottest of the hot. It's called Florida's winter because nobody goes outside. But instead of unbearable cold, it's unbearable heat. So, you know, you had your months of winning. Now they're going to get there. All right. Well, thank you for making us feel a little bit better um, as we uh, turn up the heat at night and uh, go to sleep with, you know, the the Timberland socks and, you know, the long sleeve pants, the long johns. Start the car, like run outside, start (laughs) the car, run back inside, hoping that it's warm enough by the time you get back in. So I keep on wanting to do these shows after a loss because I want really the anger. I want the the deep-seated, cathartic breakdown of the Islanders after a a series of losses from you, but it's not meant to be. Um, They lose two games to the Philadelphia Flyers in a really lousy performance, uh, two to one, although we can blame ESPN uh, plus on that. And then they lose a couple of days later where they get 40 plus shots. They get uh, stonewalled by a backup goalie and lose 4-1 to the Predators because they always lose to the Predators. Stonewalled is quite a uh, generous term for what happened (laughs) that night, but okay. He made a save with his bare hand um, at one point. Um, And that game was on ESPN+, Plus, so we can blame that as well. But they rebound nicely on Sunday night. You watch the Giants. You watch the Jets. You're disappointed. You're angry. You're pissed off. And you're just hoping... Uh, please don't have the Islanders lose three in a row against this uh, Blackhawk team who is coming off of a win against the Rangers. But um, after a first period that was a little tricky, um, they were dominant. And really, the turning point was you sending out a tweet. You should saying, be in politics, man. You should someday. be in politics. It was, a little, right it was a little tricky. It was No, they gave up grade-A quality chances and were able to tricky. come out unscathed and were able to then score in the second and pull away. A and lot. again, the, the turning point of that was you put out a tweet that said, Doug Waite would be proud of this aisle system this year during that first yeah. period, that of tricky course. first period. And then, you know, Varlamov shut out and only 21 saves. The Blackhawks didn't do anything. And that third period, that was a rocking chair third period the uh, that same, was oh, beautiful that was relaxed watch the Colt. oh Cowboy my god put on something else it was beautiful pat pat them on the back so much for finally beating a team who had back to games in back-to-back nights oh my god they stopped a team in the third period trailing by three when they're mentally checked out at the bottom of the standings of course that's gonna happen you you can take it the, you can take it the good way or the bad way number one they're Bottom three in the league still and expected goals against, meaning they're raining chances against. And that's what I meant when I said Doug White would be proud of this team because they're playing all willy-nilly. Whatever you feel like doing, go ahead and do it. Line one, play your style. Line three, play your style. No cohesive units out there. It's not one system together. And it's not, if you're going to tell me we're top five and expected goals for and bottom three uh, or bottom five and expected goals against fine. But when you're middle of the pack and expected goals against bottom three, and uh, I'm sorry, bottom three and expected goals against and middle of the pack and expected goals for, and you're relying on unbelievable goaltending which you are getting but you just saw right before this the well runs dry with the comeback I was always more focused on process but the same positives still apply that as long as you're able to to accumulate points you hope that they can kind of figure this out because you you're blind if you're not watching these games if you're watching Flyers trailing 2-1 into the third, being outshots. Flyers outshot again, losing on the road, getting one power play goal. Then they lose against a bad Predators team who just played the night before and then struggled 
you know, in the first half of the game, and then finally were able to break through a couple times. I mean, th- th- if this is considered a quality week, I'd hate to see what a You've bad week very looks like. Grumpy, and now that you're in Florida, a little bit. Oh no, because I thought you asked for that. No, you want to no, know what it was? I was just stuck. <laughs> I was just stuck in a good amount of traffic. Something that I didn't know. Traffic that was, in Tampa. Uh, wow. You believe that? No, I, it's um, it's just kind of frustrating. Um when you see the Islanders play down to other teams levels. And I think anybody who watched this last string of games, I mean, there was, yeah, this was the soft was part a- of the schedule too. these three games. And they were just coming off of having one four in a row. And then you were looking, okay, the flyers again, Nashville, they're due for a win and Chicago. Can this thing really stretch out to six, seven games? Because the December schedule is brutal. Um, they, they got these road but, games coming hey. up against New Jersey and Colorado and Vegas and Boston that no one's won. Hey. So, you ready for positivity? I'm ready. The beautiful thing is I sell I said they'll play down to your level no matter how low in the bunkers you are, but the last time we feared a certain part of the schedule, they were ripping off wins against quality teams. I don't underestimate With the teams ability. Yeah, but even also Carolina was in that we mix. We have to talk about the Carolina. We should have a, a bell when the Carolina game comes. No, but up. but they were they were in the middle of that oh we're playing a bunch of rough teams. Then you had the Rangers game, which they never trailed in that one, which was also a part of that. Yes, the Colorado game was one of them, but there were tough teams no, sure. in there, yeah. and they were able to string together But I do get results. a little nervous because right now they're down the two regulars. They're down Palmieri. They're down Clutterbuck. And, you know, they're shifting these lines all around and trying to find what's right. And, you know, maybe Hudson Fashing is now the guy that's going to play on the fourth line until Clutterbuck's back. And Holmstrom has been, I guess, okay. He's not making he's, mistakes he's out great. there. He's been yeah, playing. He's been great. For, yeah, he's been playing remember, really solid defensively. He's making good plays around the board. But, you know you have, again, you have is? him on the top line still. You're not generating offense. No, well, last night was the perfect use of it. So I am tough on young players. When when fans clamor for Bellows all these years, I infamously said he's a creative player in NHL 2020 where you just never added any attributes. He's a plain guy with nothing. But, and Wallstrom, everybody clamoring for, then the harsh reality comes like, oh, oh, he's not this 40-goal scorer. He's kind of a slow guy who's still needing to work on his game. It doesn't very register hard. a point with the Flyers. It gets waved and unclaimed. Exactly. I'm very hard. Holmstrom's the first guy that when I've watched, I say, oh, that's a clean quality hockey player making responsible plays on a team that's At bottom 21. three in expected goals against. And yeah, on the top line, well, first of all, with all these Barzal turnovers, he could use someone like that on his line. But when you put him on that third line with two guys who are already some of the most responsible, he fits perfectly on that line. And when Paul Mary comes back, or if that situates itself, hopefully he is all right, then I actually would slap him back on the first line. And I know he struggled there in the past, but he, you know, he has played there before. I want to see that third line because, you know, that third line, you saw them contribute last game. Ultimately, they're going to be asked to shut down other teams' top lines. And what I've seen from Holmstrom, he seems to be a perfect fit for that. And then you could always move him around. But when when people look for players who can stick around, what I see from him is is beautiful because he's not a detriment on offense. You're he's right. not. He's some, not. They're not keying in. They're not showing highlights of of Holmstrom after the game saying these are all the mistakes he made. It's like an offensive lineman in football. Like if you're not calling their name throughout the game, that means they probably played a solid game and you're not, you know, you're watching these games and you're not picking out, you know, blunders or miscues or things where they would make an excuse that, you know, he's a rookie. He's only played four or five games. Just not happening. 
he's not Jesse Pugliarvi out there where all of his metrics on Edmonton are through the roof defensively, but then his offensive metrics are all in like the single digits. If you look at the ratio between his, his expected goals for versus against on the ice, I know it's a small sample size. This was sent to me by a friend. It is he only ranks behind Patrice Bergeron in the entire <laughs> yeah, NHL right before, now. Yeah. Okay, so like this is not this is not this, by the way, I had no clue that that was the case. I but had that was said, interesting, right? Because wasn't he going to be sent down before the injuries? They had a like their plan. I think was to send him back down, and then it was Clutterbuck, Bailey, and Palmieri, and then he stuck around. A little I bit really longer. hope not. Um, like I said, I am hard on young Islanders players and I am not eager to keep people in the lineups who aren't ready. And I, I do think usually people are not ready opposed to ready. And I always use examples like Lafreniere and Kako and, and guys who even are more highly touted sometimes how many years it takes to have them be comfortable. Holmstrom, maybe, maybe it gets to him sooner, but I, he seems like one of those classic Nordic responsible players and I'm loving him out there. And for what the Islanders need, a little bit, a little bit of injection of youth with a little speed and definitely more responsibility in their own end. I kind of love what he brings to the table. Absolutely. I mentioned Lafreniere. Um, same amount of goals as Matt Martin right now. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's, like that's for the Rangers. Well, no, it, stats, it, it's that's that's for the Rangers to worry about. Yeah, my my quick theory on them is they've suffered from this ever since I was a kid. They can't stop themselves when top end free agents are available. They go sign the Panarin, then they draft somebody one and two overall. Who's eating all the power play time? The free agent that they sign, and you can never let these guys flourish in. Opposed to us drafting Tavares, you're hit. Go ahead. You're they the were really good. Center. That, that, that young line, that kid line, which everyone calls the kid line. Back when I was growing up, I thought Marty McGinnis, Travis Green, and Brad Delgado, that was the kid line. That was the only kid line. Now everyone's <laughs> the kid line. Everybody, The kid line is any group, any team. I thought it was Delgado, McGinnis, no, I got Travis it. Green. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to that, – that was my take on all these Rangers forwards. It's hard to allow people to develop when they're getting 10 seconds of power play time when Panarin's done and they're not getting – they're just not getting trusted with – the, the game's never on their sticks. Yeah. And when you sign Panarin, and look, he's Panarin's been fantastic for them. The the Zabanajed trade is an absolute steal, but those are their studs. And right. not Taco Lafreniere have been the secondary mm-hmm. players the whole time. Opposed to us, hey, Tavares, you're our number one center. You're getting all the power play time. And, you know, it's not a coincidence that people like that are able to – like, look at Jack Hughes. They threw him right out there. What is this year – Three or is this four now? Mm. Is this year four? Uh, Check but on. you're seeing the rewards. The, you're seeing the rewards. You, they gave him a lot of crucial time in all situations on the ice in those losing years. And now that they're better, he can be the year one four. to lead the team. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's not them signing Tarasenko two years ago or, or you know, whatever, and now Tarasenko's running their power play and he's leaned on. No, no, allow your young guys right away. If you're doing that full rebuild, you have number one overall picks because that's what the Rangers had, a number one and two. I know we're talking too much about the Rangers, but um, <laughs> anyway, moral of the story, I really like what I'm seeing uh, from Holmstrom and – I definitely would not send him back down. He no, offers I don't think, way I think more so good now. than that. I think there was a moment in time where they were going to have. They thought maybe if they had everyone back, that uh, they would they would send him down, and, and things got uh, things got changed based on the uh, availability of Clutterbuck 
and, and Bailey. And, you know, last night's game also, you know, Varlamov, a shutout, 12th shutout as an Islander. You know that ties? Ilya Sorokin. Um, I don't know what the game disparity was, but we know that Sorokin and, and the shutout number is just ridiculous uh, based on the total number of games he started. And you know what? He's been such a good soldier, you know, this year. I, you know, it's yeah. guy that led them to two conference finals, essentially, and uh, was the number one most, you know, was kind of the number one maybe going into the start of the year last year before the injury started. You don't hear a peep about it, and you feel like he's completely content with his role. The relationship is great there. And maybe that's all the reasons why, you know, Lou Lamarillo was so adamant not to make a move um, and trade him, despite, you know, that $5 million cap hit looking, you know, very, you know, um, opportunistic potentially for a team that was looking to shed salary to bring in offense. He, he seemed pretty adamant about keeping the tandem together. And I think, you know, last night, like you said, in that first period, you sure you, you saw why, because it was his only his first start. I think in the last six games, hadn't played in eight days. And he was great. And that is a, that is an absolute luxury for the Islanders. Although everyone else's backup goalie seemed to be great against them, it's great for them to have a, a really strong one as well. Yeah. I it's... I don't know where you were on that back in winter in the offseason. Were you a keep Varlamov and, and yeah. Soroka? Um, so I, I ran, like, you know, I ran the math on what Trotz has done for Islander goaltenders. Everybody from Leonard turned him into a Vezina yeah, candidate. Rice. What he did for Holtby – um, Turned him into a Vezina candidate. Guy can't even find a backup job now. What he did for Grice's numbers. So I was of the belief any way you could free up cap. And because Sorokin is so young and in his prime, it would have been one of those seasons where I ran him out there an absurd number of games. Yeah, 60 like, games. Yeah, we talked about that during the offseason. Yeah, and and if you could still get something of, of high value, if somebody was willing to give you that much more, I was on – I was on team trade him and I mean, yeah, he, he's looked great, but I don't want to hear people just blow up. Yeah. You think we would have won this game with the backup? Yeah. Uh, plenty of teams are winning games with backups. Plenty of whom are against us. Cause also when you have a bad backup in there, it also changes your, your, your team's gameplay because they know they can't just sit and play like a, a one goal game because mm-hmm. they know who's in the net. So I, I was, I was more so of the belief last year to free up space, to allow them. To yeah, as was I, as was I made to me. Mm-hmm. To me, it was the one attractive asset they had that they could move, um, given his track record, still his age, and the one year left on the contract. But it never seemed serious about it. And I think a lot of it probably had to do with the relationship. And I'm actually, I don't know, maybe next year, is it too early to talk about this, but maybe next year, Rolomov goes, you know what, I'm not going to uproot myself again right now. Maybe I take another one-year deal at a reduced salary and uh, and stick around. Who, who knows what uh, he ends up doing? Because I don't know if he, number one goalie days um, are in, in his future. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about these Islanders' last couple of games, what we like, what we didn't like. I want to get Andy's thoughts on who he thinks Thomas Hickey resembles and more. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast, powered by the Fansided Sports Network. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're back, Eyes on Isles podcast, Joe Bono and Andy Francis. And I have a couple more stats that you – I'm a stat guy. You're not a stat guy. Uh, you're you're, you're twisting guy, words. It's, it's, you're a history guy. Like, you know, like, like oh, do you know stuff. this is the fourth time? No, if you give me if you give me metrics on players now, no, I'm not against that. It's when you say, for the first time in 22 years, a guy has on five night consecutive nights. Those ones don't interest <laughs> me. I'm talking – like when – when you're talking about metrics for these games, like obviously if I'm bringing up expected goals against and expected goals for, I'm a fan of the metrics as to how it plays out during the games. I'm just talking like hist. I'm not a history buff. All right. Well, this Islanders. Well, okay. Stuff. We'll cover your ears then. All right. We talked about the fact that the Islanders are playing Chicago on the back-to-back. They also played Nashville and the back-to-back Nashville had beaten New Jersey the night before Chicago beat the Rangers the night before when they play St. Louis, on Tuesday night, the Blues will be coming on the second half of a back-to-back. It is the first time in Islander history that a rested Islander team has hosted a team that played in another Metro Division area opponent the previous night, three straight games. So advantage Islanders three straight nights. They lost to Nashville, beat Chicago. We'll see what they do uh, to the Blues. And uh, also, the Islanders, of course, had 40 shots uh, last night against uh, the Blackhawks, and that had never happened in back-to-back games under Barry Trotz. First time it happened since, I think, uh, maybe Doug Waite was the coach in March in March of 2018. Yeah. So how it all hey. comes together. That's how it came all full circle for you. Yeah, I probably could have told you that, you know, like uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not surprised. It is good to see that they were getting more pucks to the net. Um, but you know, I wasn't too worried when they conceded all those shots to Edmonton. Cause I thought they had that game in full control right. and that game against the predators. Nobody was out there saying, my God, the Islanders dominated this game. Not a single tweet or article saying that, you know, shots, sometimes they're not, they're not indicative of the whole story, but yeah, I was thinking about good you during see. that third period about how, yeah, you got all those shots because the other team is kind of sitting back and yeah, they're, they're, defend, defense. they're defending that they're defending that one, that one goal. And I thought of you again during that game when the, um, 
you know, the Islanders are down two one. They pull a goalie and uh, a certain defenseman who you're not necessarily <laughs> a fan of when it comes no. to his defensive prowess. Uh, fumbled the puck and that led to a pretty yeah. easy empty net goal to put that game away. Now I've been way. I promised everybody if it's not Trotz's system, I will be more forgiving of mistake. Is he making a ton of mistakes in his defensive end? Yes, but that was promised by me and I'm delivering. We're playing a more open style. And we're not trying to win games two to one anymore. I used to get livid when you're trying to win a game two to one. Now you've given them a goal and goals come at a premium in that type of system. But this way, it's not so much. It's a little more willy nilly out there. So I'm not going to be as uh, as hard on him as I was. And mm-hmm. look, there's something I'm about to say. I cannot believe these words are about to come out of my mouth. I don't know if I don't know what I'm watching but Sebastian Aho has Ooh. not looked that bad lately. You got to think for the Swedes on this episode. I think no, that's no, it. No. This is what I I previously called him Thomas Hickey in another defenseman's uniform. Like the, to me I was like there is no chance this guy is is worth that roster spot. Like I was I don't care if Salo has eight of the worst games in a row, do not put Aho in there. And my god, he actually has had a decent couple of games and I, I mean, don't listen, know. Robin Salo, the up and down, up and down, back and forth with Bridgeport, just to get us some ice time. He's now, a, he's now a healthy scratch. I think 21 straight games, 21 straight games. And the person preventing him from getting on the ice is Sebastian Ajo. Well, it wasn't the first couple, like the guy who took the ice in the first chunk of the game yeah, was the guy Salo. I saw all last year. No, oh, no, I'm talking oh, about the first year. I was like, please, mm-hmm. please get the Ajo. Look at all the tweets. This guy's not an NHL defenseman. What are we doing? Who is this guy? And weirdly enough, the shift of putting Dobson with him, unfortunately, has actually (laughs) – Dobson's the one who probably has it the worst in all of this because now his defensive metrics are on the floor. I believe they're dead last. They rank dead last on all the Islanders, and I believe he's the uh, worst plus minus of all the Islanders on defense. And I don't know how – Aho is actually looking somewhat decent in there. I, I just refuse to believe this will continue because I can't believe it. I don't think there was any fans out there saying, no, this guy, uh, he's actually coming yeah, well, around. They, well, they signed him a two-year contract in the offseason. I mean, I think everyone was expecting, given his age, given the kind of year he had, that they were going to move on from Sebastian Aho. Uh, yeah, one of the bigger surprises uh, of the year, without question, is the fact well, that not only is he phone, with the team, you know. Well, let's see. Let's see. I said he's had a couple of good games recently. I'm not going to. But it's been more. I mean, the fact he's got to be better than they have to trust him, and he's got to be better than Robin Sala to stay in the lineup. And he's now done that for 21 straight games, a month and a half. You know, to the point where Salo pretty much just takes uh, express trips to Bridgeport and back, um, and skates with the team occasionally. Um, Matt Barzell, I thought had a really good game. Obviously against Nashville, he had nine shots. Scored scored the goal. And then he yeah. kind of, and it was weird because then he wasn't really a factor last night. So it, a little odd to see him like really on top. And we could get into the hair too. I don't know if he didn't want to compete with you um, with, with the hairstyle and, 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 and the good head of hair. But um, that a lot of people really upset about that. I put a, a photo up of before and after of Barzell when he was holding the puppies. Uh, they, they did the calendar in one year, year previously with the great head of hair. And then this year with the, the kind of crew cut almost and people the ladies were, were not happy and know who really is upset this latin american contingent of islander fans out there i get all these quote retweets 
from Argentina and Brazil despondent about the fact that uh, Barzell cut the hair. Well, you know, they got their teams thriving in the World Cup. None of those guys have a lot of hair, so I don't know why right, they're, 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 they're pissed they're, off that. But right, tons hair of short country. hair on both the, both of those teams. Tons of short styles, and all of a sudden they're getting on Barzell. Hey, what do you want the guy to do? He's he's uh, upped his point pace. I know much to the chagrin of the people who want the goals, but <laughs> the, the point pace is back. Let this guy cut his hair, all right? I mean, look, the long hair, it's like – he needed he needed a rebirth maybe yeah. on the on like the new saw, squatters. But I think I think there's something too that they are probably deprived of, of maybe their sports stars with the long hair down there. And uh he was he was one that they had an affinity for. And it'll take time. It'll grow back if he wants it to grow back. Yeah. I was wondering whether or not they had to do an adjustment on the helmet. Any uh, of those Brazilians, you head. think he had bad hair? Go go watch the 2002 World Cup, your hero, Ronaldo. The guy shaved a triangle into his into the top of his head, and he was adored by everyone. Well, he's Portuguese. No, uh, the original Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo. The Oh, okay. They call him the real Ronaldo. He, he had the most <laughs> World Cup goals of all time until close to got From the... O2 World Cup squad, the first Ronaldo. Okay, the triangle. Not, in the not Chris. A lot of the, I think a lot of the uh, the ladies that have been quote tweeting might be a little young uh, for the remembering the O2 uh, World Cup. Um, based well, that's their last the World Cup, and I can assure you the Brazilians know when they won their last World Cup. <laughs> and I also believe that Matt Barzal isn't having any trouble with the ladies out there. I think in he's in a opinion. serious relationship, from what I understand. Instagram, who he brought to. Uh, Pelican's and you wedding. try to call yourself old. You're out there. You know who's I'm not out there. Who, I don't, I'm not who's... following. I'm not following the wags. I'm not doing that. But they do. They come across the timeline. Do I put pieces together? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I do that. I'll take um, your word for it. Except Sydney. I follow Sydney, but I think she's in a in a different category. You know, she's just been kind of part of a extended Ooh. family for a long time. Assassin. Oh, that's Martin. Matt Martin's wife, right? Yeah, who said that she has to drink cocktails when Matt's in these fights after he broke the record 100, uh, well, not the record, but he reached over 100 uh, uh, fights in his NHL career. Talk, she talked about how you know those kind of will make her drink. And she's not pregnant anymore. So she More so like that. a college kid, like saying, hey, drink every time he's in a fight or like, oh, I'm nervous. I need a drink to settle my nerves watching. I think, it was the, I think it was the latter. Okay. Speaking of fights, that Zizekas fight at the start of the game, I I don't remember the last time I've seen kind of that separation and then like the linesman being like, okay, we can't stop them, let's go. And then uh, that was pretty badass. Was from, that from was Zika that you yesterday. who tweeted something absolutely hilarious today? Where you're like, is is that a real picture? Oh yeah, his, yeah, that photo. His head looked like oh, he was goodness. pulling one of the these, yeah, New York uh, Post Egyptian moves. It was a New York Post photo. Yeah, the head looked twice as big, and it was strange. It, it looked like the bobblehead that uh, you know it was Legends Night. They were giving out the bobblehead. They had the Clark Gillies one. That's kind of looked like they were getting ready for the Legends Night uh, Zeker. It was twice the size of his of his body. I would like to know if that was real, and I'm not kidding because as a guy, you know, I do some graphic design and stuff. That is a wild picture. If wild, it's real. it is. I, it should have got more attention than it than it did because it just it just jumped out and it was like just take a second, take a beat, look at where the crust is, where the fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> it was all the sizing, like yeah, the, it, it, it bizarre. Looked, it looked like a kid failed Photoshop one hundred and one, and that was his final project. You know, he had to put a, a different head on Sezikis, and he chose the wrong one. I'll I'll I'll, I'll retweet it again if if you're not. Uh, no, if you don't know what we're talking about at Isles Fix, I will I will retweet it uh, one more time to uh, for those that did not see. Um, another thing I want to talk about, Thomas Hickey. 
who I think has been a phenomenal, phenomenal addition to the to the MSG broadcast. I thought Anson Carter was a lot of fun last year. I really yeah. liked his personality. I thought I didn't really know him that well. I thought he was just and the team was so bad last year. Things were down. He brought a lot of levity, I think, to the broadcast. But Hickey, from a knowledge standpoint, the way he's able to articulate things clear and concise has been awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, but Yerick, it's not the first time I've seen you do this. When Thomas Hickey's on the screen or there's a photo of Thomas Hickey out there, you you tend to also uh, share a picture of someone that you believe resembles Thomas Hickey from uh, an obscure 1990s movie. Yeah, and you know this is not like this isn't. Oh, by the way, I can insult Thomas Hickey for his defensive play, but this is simply I'm the kind of guy I say if somebody walks in the room and he looks like somebody, I'm like, you know, who's this Joey Tribbiani over here? It's just natural for me to come up with lookalikes. I remember I had long hair back when I lived in California. I went to Universal Studios. I had to make three shots in a row in basketball. I made two in a row, and I went to go. What about to? take my third one and the guy goes everybody everybody step right up step right up the green ranger is about to take the third shot now it was one of the power rangers and he had long hair like me at the time and he psyched me out but it was a hilarious look alike then somebody else when i had long hair called me the bad guy from kindergarten cop coming to get his son i love Chris? i love yes Colin <laughs> Chris. yes yes no do i have that right yeah crisp right i think that was his name in the movie the act, not the actor, the, the the character. No, who's Cullen Crisp? Is that the guy who played Marty McFly? No, no, and, no. The the name of the bad guy. No, in I understand. Huh? I'm in my I'm in my own head right now. But, I know. And, I know. And then the know. Green, Green Ranger passed away a week or so what? ago. You didn't know this? Was it sad? Like, is it an awful? Yeah, it it was. All it right. Was so a... then let's uh, let's let let's veer back to a better obscure reference. Yeah, Jason David I... Frank. I watch horror movies all the time. I love them, especially obscure ones. I think they're funny, if nothing else. And I remember when I was a kid, I watched The People Under the Stairs. And as soon as I saw Thomas Hickey in that, it came to me without even having to think about it. And it can't just be me because when I uploaded a screenshot of the guy in The People Under the Stairs, with he has no tongue in the movie. That's like the most legendary shot of him. It's immediately, a couple other people commented about that same actor from different movie he always had small roles and things it's one of those i'm pretty good with actors names but not an obscure dude like this so if you want to google you want to help him with this guy's name sure so i looked it up uh, before we started uh, his name and he's known for twister never been kissed employee of the month charlie's angels all these all these great films and, and obviously the one you're referencing uh we're talking about mr sean wayland who we yes. now have, we now need to get on the podcast, obviously, to talk about this. Uh, yeah, Mr. Sean Whalen. And yeah, the photo you put. Hey, Sean. Sean, how you doing? Sean, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah it's two guys. <laughs> we, we do a New York Islanders podcast. Now we understand you're in the arts and you're probably not into sports that much. So of all the four sports that you probably would pay attention to, you think it would be maybe hockey, the least popular of the four in the United States. So, yeah, we just want to bring you on because a defenseman who used to be on the Islanders is calling games and we perceive him to look like you want to come on and talk hockey for a bit. No, that was his first film. That was his first film. What people under the stairs. Yeah. Well, he had no lines. So it was the perfect thing to get him introduced because <laughs> the, the thing is they, they, the kid who played Jesse in. I've never Mighty, seen this film, by the well, way. Have you seen the mighty ducks? Yeah. Jesse. Okay, so, so the kid who played Jesse, he's going to. Yeah. Yes, the one. Yeah, the one who calls Banks a cake eater. He, um, I forget if it's his a family member, but essentially, 
is making him break into this house to try to get something out of there because maybe the family's rich, but he breaks into the house of like a weird ass family who has like people living inside the walls who are actually like prisoners. And this guy is one of them and they've cut his tongue off and he comes out to help Jesse and he has no tongue and it's Thomas Hickey. That's basically it. (laughs) Do I need to watch this? 70% on, it's got a higher score on the critics than it does the audience. That's a, you don't see that a lot. 70% with the critics, 58% audience score. It's a weird thing. Sometimes you see that with, I don't know, political stuff. I think it's ready. I think it's ready for, I think we're going to give it another, another push here. Do not, uh, do not watch it. Do not watch it unless you like horror movies because it's a horror movie. So, you know, some people are. uh, Film the Monster Squad growing up. That's probably, I don't know if you know that one, the Monster Squad. Monster Squad, Monster Squad. You can look that up. It's it's not really gory, but you know, it was cool for the time. You know, one of the ones you kind of your mom would bring you to the video store, and you're like, I want to watch the Monster Squad again. And then they're like, Okay, Uncle Jim's going to make this uh, bootleg VHS tape on this because we can't keep on going back to the video store. And then it was part of the uh, collection uh, for many yeah. years, uh, many many years on. Fair, um, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so Thomas Hickey, um, I. If he's seen this, you, no ill will towards him, but he just he just resembles this character uh, in this movie. And you know, interestingly enough, I've seen um, some comments of people thinking Thomas Hickey looks pretty good in a suit um, from the same, not the Latin American contingent, but but people. Uh, I will people say like Th- Thomas Hickey looks very good in a suit. I mean, if you just saw that guy out on a Friday night, he's kind of just blending in with everyone else. But when you don't know what the when you've only seen him in post game interviews, you see him in a suit. That's like when you were growing up with that kid. All of a sudden, you saw him at the 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 you know what the hell is that called? Like the spring concert when everyone's on a stage in suits singing. Remember, like when you were on like a when you went to public school. <laughs> I didn't go to public school. Uh, well, like twice a year, there was like a spring concert. And even if you hated music like me, they sent you up there, made you dress up and sing Christmas carols, whatever the hell it was. And, you know, all of a sudden someone went, oh, that guy looks pretty good. Cleans up and, well. And, and that's what Thomas Hickey uh, has going for him. So now right, another guy, I don't know if he's single, but I'm sure now he's doing well with the ladies too. <laughs> Big movie star. Um, so, um we uh, we got to wrap things up because we got to make it a bit of a quicker episode because now you're you're part of the Tampa Bay scene. You're going to the Monday night game, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, New Orleans Saints under the lights, Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, uh, you know one of my friends from New York is coming here. Uh, he hit me up recently, and I've never I haven't gone to a, any football game since I lived in L.A. I went to a Chargers game down in San Diego where one of my friends lived, but my friend was like, I just want to watch Tom Brady once. And I didn't want to, I enjoyed the NFL so much. I was like, I'll go to any game that's not on a Sunday so I can watch the other ones. Yeah. And they had a Monday night football game this week. I said, if you come this week, I will go with you. You know, it is cool. Like to see, like to say that you've seen like the best of all time live. Like I've never saw Michael Jordan like live. I was never, never at a Knicks Bulls game live. I used to cover games quite a bit in my in my past life. I got to, an opportunity to 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 see probably more teams come into town than not. So yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Knock that off uh, the checklist. I'll see if they can score more than uh, twenty points. Yeah, um, I I also want to be mindful. I 
I, I do believe that your audience inherently is like a Saturday morning cartoons audience. They like pleasantries. So I do want to continue to give them more I don't pleasantries. Know. We inherited uh, this audience if they're still with us. <laughs> well, regardless, whether they're, they're there or not there, I even though it's been a rough week to watch, I'm sure that they felt those frustrations along the way. You saw those frustrations mounting when it was 0-0 in the second period. People were getting very frustrated. But still with that said, they're in a position where you're right amongst the top three in the Metro and, you know, top three and four. And if you can find your groove at the right time, I don't know if you're an NFL fan. Um, I'm very close friends with a Bengals, uh, somebody from Cincinnati, and they were so worried earlier in the year. I'm like, listen, just you want to just keep your head not just above water, but at a point yeah, where you can, where you can find mm-hmm. when you can find your game and strike, and then be right there, right? I don't mind. Yeah, and we don't think the Islanders have found mode. their game too early, right? It's not a matter of that. So that, oh, that no. is still out oh, there. Oh, I'll get. Well, that I'll guarantee you they have it. But you you saw that from Cincy, and last week that tough win on a road against a team that's not easy to beat Tennessee, and they take that momentum, get Jamar Chase back, beat Kansas City at home as underdogs, and like they're hitting yeah, their they're stride. rolling now. And now look, just a few weeks left in the year. That's what you want to see. And I, will, I would love for the Islanders version of that, finding their game at the 65% mark and taking a great style of play and momentum into the postseason should they keep playing well and enough. And we'll to see get at there. that point, that's when you may or may not you know, add on, um, which they've uh, they've done a couple of different times to, to uh, you know, in anticipation of a, of a playoff run. So listen, Andy, enjoy the game. Enjoy Thank seeing you. Mr. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in person. Enjoy. I can't say the weather yet. Cause we talked about it before. It's eh right now. You want us to be cold frozen. You want to see those blizzards. No. I can't leave your house. Snowstorm. you know, chipping the ice off the, the windshield. Then we can start talking about uh, you being, uh, me being jealous of you for the weather, but we're not quite, quite there yet. I want you all to live your best life, as they say. I want you to be as warm as possible, okay? I'm not hoping for you to get cold nights, all right? I want nothing but the best for you and the Isles and Thomas Hickey and the actor who played uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thomas Hickey. <laughs> see, if it's, I want, now I'm curious. I want to see if I can even get this thing on like Amazon Prime or if I have to pay for it. It's like, do you want to rent no, this for $5.99? You have 24 no. hours to watch it. I'm like, okay, here we go. It will be around. It will be around. Right. I'll rewatch it too, and then we'll – We'll have a second podcast about the people under the stairs review. All right. Well, listen, that'll do it for this episode of the Eyes on Isles podcast. We'll be back with you again next week. For Andy Francis, I am Joe Bono. We'll talk to you next time on this country. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.